Anywho. Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Welcome to Brought to You by the Letter with Carly and Kelsey. I'm Carly. And I'm Kelsey. And that's Anna. Yay! Yay! Welcome, Hi. Anna. We have a friend on the podcast. Hi. So stoked. How are you guys? We are a We're little surviving. bit zany, as mm-hmm. you've seen yeah. our setup situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Tell us a little bit about you, Anna. Tell us about your podcast. Or tell yeah. us about um, just, like, what you had for lunch today. Like, we're down to talk about whatever. Well, uh, I, I also have a podcast, which is how, I guess, uh, we we met and are have now become best podcast friends. Mm-hmm. Um, my yes. podcast is called Oh No with Anna Campion. And it's about, um, I have guests on every week. And uh, they tell me embarrassing stories. And we talk about their embarrassing stories and, like, it often gets kind of philosophical about the nature of shame and such. Whoa. Um, but it's mostly a lot of, like, sex and shit stories. Can I curse on here? <laughs> of course, please. <laughs> we the literally the had an episode about fuck. So. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, I, good. yeah, I felt it in my heart, but I hadn't confirmed it, <laughs> so I wanted to make sure. But yeah, so I do that uh, every week. Um, and yeah, I actually haven't been a guest on a podcast. <gasps> I don't think. Wait. I think you're my first podcast Wait. that I'm a guest on. Oh my God. We're so amazing. That's so exciting. Yeah, pat myself on the back for you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. I do think Yay. that's true. Yeah. I just. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Honestly, well, for having me. Well, I'm, I mean, props to you, too, because, like, you said you have guests on every single week. That's that's commitment right there, having to find somebody, doing yeah. the scheduling. Listen, listeners, you, you're you already doing that. Here's a peek behind the curtain. It's mm-hmm. a lot of logistical it's things. So, <laughs> it's so much logistics, and when it's like, I mean, you guys are just, like, doing it by yourselves, and I'm just doing it by myself. It's like having to be, like this funny and good at calendars is like very hard and it's like how oh my gosh one person can only do so much you know what i mean and and so uh and and i also i'm sure you guys but i do all my own editing and distribution and stuff and all and and like i make all of my own like videos for social media and stuff and so Mm -hmm. and i do it every week and I yep. don't get paid. And I just no. do it for fun, I guess. So, yeah. That's awesome, though. And so impressive because it takes two of us to freaking get this podcast yeah. out the door mm-hmm. and do all the stuff. So I can't imagine doing it all myself. Mad props to yeah. you. Well, Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Not to make it about me so early on. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I do. I do like giving myself a bit of a martyr complex, uh, especially when there's an audience. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys buying Yay. into that. Absolutely, one hundred percent. We're here for it. We support you. Yeah. And then I had kava for lunch today. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Wait, I've never had it. You're missing I've heard out. so it's many really things. Good. It's really good. I was a little annoyed though because I uh, I famously live in New York. I I live in Brooklyn and I work in Manhattan. And well, my office is in Manhattan. I generally work from my home because of COVID, but I had to go into the office today. And I went and got lunch um, <clears throat> near Union Square for any New Yorkers who recognize <laughs> what Union Square is. And I scheduled it on the app to pick it up at one. And I ordered it at like eleven thirty. I was like, I did it, and I was like, great, I'll go pick it up Ooh. at one. 
And I got there at one and they didn't give it to me until like 1.15. And I had to ask for my side pita. And I was like, oh my mm, gosh, guys, get it together. I also saw mm-hmm. um, the place I work in New York is very interesting because it is right near NYU's campus, New York mm-hmm. University, famous uh, home of Timothy Chalamet. Um, and, <laughs> and his sexual conquests, apparently. Yes, right? yeah, no, and and the great chlamydia outbreak of you know yeah. 2014 or whatever. Oh my it was. gosh, no, <laughs> um, of 2017 or whatever. But um, it's a it's a mix of like the coolest little 18 year olds you've ever seen in your life, and then like the douchiest of finance bros. So oh like my God. today in the Kava, I was like. I was like, there's someone who could be a supermodel, but just like chooses to have a shaved head. And then someone who <laughs> was wearing like a bucket hat and flip flops. And I'm like, I feel like we're not on the same vibe here. Like, oh my God. It's, it's different you, energies for sure. But for you sure. have a cute hat and a I podcast. Do. So I do. I do. No, no, no. I'm, maybe I'm you better fit than in perfectly. Okay, I'm good. better yeah, than all that's, of them. Let's that's very straight. clear from the get-go. Yeah. <laughs> listen. Perfect. Listen, honestly, anyone, and with peace and love to NYU, uh, it, I am better than anyone who goes there or has ever gone there. <laughs> and most people are. I'm not special. Dude, you're going to fit right into this podcast. I love mm-hmm. your humor Your already. energy is on point. On point. Mm-hmm. Um, here for it. <laughs> but amazing. So if you guys... Please check out Anna's podcast, Oh No, with Anna Campion, Mm -hmm. and hear some rad, embarrassing stories, I guess. But if you are ready, we can start our I'm ready to be educated. I'm ready to be educated. Well, I don't know how much education is going to be happening. Which kind of goes against the whole, you know, part of our podcast, but you know what? I'm here for it, too. Mm -hmm. As always, I will get into it. However, just to preface this... Every week, we talk about topic from A to Z. This week, we are on H, and we're coming at you with a triple threat. We got yeah. three H's. Yeah. It's the most embarrassing <laughs> man of all. It's... Wait, what? <laughs> Wait. Cause, Sorry. I didn't pl- I, you I didn't get the... <laughs> I, I appreciate that joke. Um, I unfortunately do not think he's embarrassed by what he did. True. No, no, there's no I think embarrassment. It, it, his genre of person lives. I I think the reason they get to they do what they do is because they live without shame or guilt. Oh, hundred percent. Which is kind of 100%. at the crux of my podcast is is, is yeah. uncovering shame and guilt that you live with. So yeah, this shameless person is none other than H H Holmes. Yeah, we brought to you by the letter H. The devil in the white city. Kelsey and I love Sherlock Holmes, so it's very hard to, like, write Holmes a bunch of times and not think of, um... Were you guys Benedict Cumberbatch? I liked those. I I thought they were okay. We were we, more into the... Elementary um, and the movies with Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Okay, Jude Law. sure. And Jude Law. Because sure. it's just really yeah. pleasing yeah. visually. It's but, so you good. Know. Sure. sure. <laughs> right. um, no, those are those are um those are fun movies. I never watched Elementary, but that had um Lucy Liu as Watson, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. She was so good. Yeah, she was yeah, great. She was. Yeah. Did you know not to not to hijack it all of a sudden, but did you know that Lucy Liu she she makes these gorgeous paintings like under like an anonymous art name, which I mean is no longer anonymous because like kind of, it's kind of like an open secret, but they're all of like gorgeous women hooking up with each other. <gasps> what? Really? They're like they're like sapphic paintings. Yeah. 
Whoa. Okay, I'm about to do a deep dive as soon as this episode is oh over. Yeah, so That's when you so get to the letter L, you know, there's what? a little, Ooh. there's a double L for you. Yeah. Well. Yes. Cool. Okay, let's do it. Wow. Hey, guys, we're already learning something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and Anna taught us that. Yeah, exactly. You didn't even teach us. I didn't even Anna teach. Anna told us that. But, but if we want to get, before we get started with H.H. Holmes, I just have to, like, give you a little bit of a preface here. Mm-hmm. So this story will have me saying a whole bunch of stuff similar to it is said to be or it was claimed or rumor has it i'm gonna be saying that a lot um i'm gonna apologize for that now but the reason that i am saying this is because this story took place over 100 years ago at the turn of the 20th century so there's like a lot of facts that are a little hazy not super clear and once Holmes and his crimes were found out like sorry spoiler spoiler alert he gets caught um the newspapers and like the media sensationalized it what he did was awful but like they took it to the next level Mm -hmm. so it might not necessarily be real but we're just gonna entertain the fact that maybe that it is um (laughs) today go and listen we don't we don't claim to be professors right we don't claim to have phds Absolutely not. Yeah. Barely a college degree. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we are skating by in life. I mean. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. like like you were saying, Anna, Holmes is known to be like a psychopath completely and a path- pathological liar as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, who knows, right? So, just yeah. need to give that little note, but. He, he makes can... the Tinder swindler look like a fucking uh, playground bully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Accurate. Literally. Yeah. So let's get into it. You you took the words right out of my mouth. Let's get mm-hmm. into it. <laughs> the dastardly villain we now know as H.H. Holmes was born by the name of Herman Webster Mudgett. Sick. On so May 16th. understand why he changed it. Yeah. Herman Webster Mudgett is a guy that grows up to have like now this is like the 1800s so he has like the hair parted in the middle slicked down tiny mustache suspenders and he's probably like a dentist or something mm-hmm. i was right? thinking like a turnip farmer like the most bland ass thing mm. you could think of i think he's mm-hmm. either a farmer or he works at the bank mm. uh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. his breath is always like stale mm-hmm. you know Coffee. he and he and yeah and like when he never he's never had enough water Granted, I don't, I don't know oh. if anyone had enough water in the 1800s. Oh, my God. Very true. Yeah. So he was born on May 16th, 1861. A Taurus. Oh, oh really? Really? Look at that. Oh, yeah. Taurus, Taurus season. <laughs> yeah, his birthday's no almost wonder, coming up. No wonder he just, like, liked to stay at home and, like, be cozy and have his comforts. <laughs> that's so him. That's so, that's so herb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, H.H. Holmes was born into a wealthy family and seemed highly intelligent from a young age. Keyword Why- seemed. Yes, yeah, seemed. While mm-hmm. playing with some of the neighborhood kids, it is said that Holmes was tricked into venturing into a doctor's office while the other kids locked him inside with the medical skeleton and, like, the doctor's implements and stuff. Aww. They were, like, trying to prank him, I guess. Mm-hmm. It is thought that this event is something that changed his life forever and piqued his morbid curiosity. 
creepy. Okay, weird. I feel like he's I just mean, leaning on it. Like, he's just like, if it wasn't for those kids <laughs> no, when I, I was, was six. I was going to say the same thing. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, like call me when you, like, watch the Twin Towers fall. Like, Thank right. you. I'm... And granted, I did not. I was I was five when it happened, so I was I I, I was kept out of it. But like, you know, call, call me when you when you have been witness to like the twenty four hour news circuit. Like by that yeah. logic, then we should all be serial killers. Right. Exactly. True. Exactly. Exactly. Man, Just... he truly hasn't had a struggle in his life. I mean, he was born to a wealthy family. Right. I mean, his biggest struggle is his name. Yeah. Exactly. So far, that, so. Exactly. But but I that mean, name wasn't even a bad name by eighteen hundred standards. It was like yeah, everyone true. was Mudget. named like everyone was named like Slimy Curmudgeon Man, and like that was like just everyone's name. Yeah, true. Like, the, well, gor- the gorgeous Gertrude Geinstick, like that. That was like everyone's name. That was like the last name. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, yeah, so ever since he got locked in, supposedly, he was interested in medicine. He did the typical thing that we now know that serial killers do of trapping animals and performing surgeries on them. He even attempted to keep them alive as long as possible while, like, slicing them open, which is just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, no, thank you. Fucking creepy. We all know now that there's, like, a handful of things that make a serial killer and like torturing animals is one of them of is part one of, of the, many part of the triad yeah mm-hmm. wetting your bed having a head injury and other animals. things animals, animals. <laughs> yeah yeah he's a winner yeah so i guess he was actually smart because he graduated school at the age of 16 and that's when he officially changed his name to henry howard holmes that's like a freaking mouthful. He loved alliteration. Yeah. And, <laughs> and also, um, and also, I just want to say again, like, sure, okay, he graduated school at eighteen in the or at sixteen in the eighteen hundreds. Like, again, call me when, like, <laughs> call me when, like, you have to do some algebra. You have to take call me when, like the Ivy Leagues exist. Like, I'm, I, it's like. It's like, oh, you're so smart. It's like he probably just like went to class and knew how to do how to add, you know, nine plus seven in his head. Like, right. yeah, yeah. I'm what were saying. the standard? I we should go through his schooling records. And really yeah. Also, there really... were no girls. True. Yeah. So no. Yeah. So, so he that. couldn't be like <laughs> creepy on any of the. There girls were no in the girls, class. and there were no like people of color. So it was like, oh, so he was the smartest out of like the rich white boys in his county like yeah uh, yeah very true call me when computers exist i'm over it (laughs) (laughs) it didn't take much but he made it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah he changed his name and then began to study medicine at the university of michigan medical school while enrolled he worked with professor william james herdman who was an anatomy instructor. Rumor has it that the two men took to grave robbing in order to supply cadavers for their lectures. I do Mm, think that was common, though, at the time. Yes. Totally was. Grave robbing and, like, paying people off in the cemetery to get dead bodies was, like, the hot thing for medical students. You know that he (laughs) loved it. Oh, He loved it. 
Yeah, no, there were there. Listen, there are creeps everywhere, everywhere. But yeah. I do, you know, we got <laughs> that was I think commonplace even for non, like creeps. serial killers at the time. Yeah. So after playing with the dead bodies, uh, he came up with a new grotesque scheme. He would steal the cadavers from the lab or from graves burn or disfigure them and plant the bodies to look as if they had been killed like accidentally he would take out insurance policies on these people before planting the bodies and then would collect the money once they were discovered so i don't really know the logistics of this how this works but he apparently did this in college and made money off of it well and stuff like this it's like so he was able to take like life insurance out on already dead people but also got caught doing crime like it was so easy you could you could get away yeah. with anything in yeah. The, yeah in up and up until basically like up until like the post 9-11 world i feel like you could get away with anything right. but now or we like live the, in a what the state. right yeah. or dna once like mm-hmm. dna testing became more le- oh, legit yeah. which wasn't that long ago and mm-hmm. all the closer cameras all the cameras yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. yeah but like I mean, these people are, like, fully already dead. And he's yeah. like, no, yeah. my aunt? Yeah. No. Uh, pff, how much do I want? 250 grand? I don't know. She's... Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to know if he went to the same place every time. Like, did he have to outsource to different insurance companies? Or did he just keep going? Listen. He's like, hey, Bill, my aunt, she's not doing well. I need a life insurance policy. <laughs> yeah. Every time. It's just like, I don't know what he... D- I don't even... And... <sighs> and Herb, how many... How many ants do you have <laughs> yeah just so i know when to cap it yeah. really at the time <laughs> and they're dying like they're dying a lot so like are you okay emotionally so he did have a lot of aliases i will say okay. so okay. that might have something to do with it uh as well yeah. But he eventually graduated college, and he was a mediocre student. He wasn't anything special. Case in point. Yeah, yeah. in 1884. <laughs> so before he moved Chicago, which is where the majority of our story will take place, he actually lived in Philly, which is, like, near where we live. Um, go go he birds. Got... Not really. Go, bu- go birds. <laughs> Not really. I don't mean that. <laughs> uh, that's okay. No no offense taken. I don't really care. We don't yeah, sports. Yeah, we don't really give a shit. I mean, so. soccer. Yeah, you like soccer. I mean. Football's fine. I like to as noise. watch the 76ers. I've seen a ball before. Yeah. So that's you, us. Then you guys got it. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> We're fine. We're not true Philadelphians, I guess. Um, he got a job as something called a keeper, which I think was just a janitor, actually at Norristown State Hospital, which is where, where I you live, live. behind my house, actually. <laughs> Get out of town. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah it's, it's closed down now, but it, and it's super creepy. But was it like, I'm was sure. it just like a regular creepy hospital or was it like a mental hospital? Great question. I think it was a general state hospital. Okay. Yeah. I think it was just a, yeah, just a state-run hospital. Um, I don't think it was mental hospital, but I reserve the right to take that back anytime. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is crazy. Cause like, that's where we are at this exact moment. Wow. However, he only we're coming wor- to you live yeah. from the Norristown yeah, state hospital. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming live. We're coming live, uh, 150 years later from <laughs> the Norristown state hospital. Yeah. So he only worked as this like keeper thing for a few days and then he quit. But after that, he took a job at a drugstore in Philadelphia. So while Ruh-ruh. he was working there, yeah, a boy died 
after taking medicine that was allegedly purchased at the store. So he denied any involvement and immediately like left town and moved to Chicago in 1885. So I, I thought I needed to add that little tidbits of Philly for some hometown flavor. Here, here's what I will also say about the medicine thing is again, we're talking about the 1800s where they were like cocaine for your <laughs> headache. That's fine. Yeah. And oh no, literally. Like and they cocaine put, was they, in like Coca Cola. They you know? didn't put like safety seals on Tylenol until like the eighties. Like yeah. it, again, it's just like, frankly, it's a miracle that more people didn't just die randomly <laughs> right. from being killed by crazy people. Yeah, I think the only reason we know that this boy died from him prescribing the medicine is because like he was an actual serial killer. But I'm sure it mm-hmm. happened like every day. You know, yeah. like. I'm sure there was misdosages, yeah. not freaking giving people the wrong medication. Like you it must have been a fucking. Whiskey. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Just rub it, it in their gums. Just a little, be fine. Yeah, just a little bit to help them get to sleep. They're fussy. Yeah. Just give them a little something, something. I mean, my baby, my baby's throwing up and saying that he wants to sing Journey karaoke. Is he okay? <laughs> get that boy yeah, on my claw immediately. Yeah, he's just blacked out on whiskey. That you gave him. Dude, yeah. Uh, that made me think something, but now I forget. How much you want to sing karaoke? Me yeah, too. yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. So once he was in Chicago, he got another job working at a pharmacy under the name Dr. Henry H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. He soon after purchased an empty lot across the street from this pharmacy and designed and built a three-story hotel, which was dubbed the Castle by the Chicago neighbors. Dun, dun, dun. Thunder lightning. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, the the castle, more like the dungeon. Exactly, yeah. The, the castle, soon known as the murder castle, yeah. had many different construction crews working on it. He would fire and hire new workers constantly so that no one would have, like, a clear idea of what the home was used for. So there's a lot of confusion going on throughout. And I actually looked up the blueprints of the place, and it's pretty freaking... Crazy. I don't think they have the official blueprints, yeah. right? Like they, they only don't. know parts because, yeah. right? Because what you were saying, and then didn't it get burned down or something? Mm-hmm. Sure, sorry, spoiler. Yes, we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm here to learn. Not to, <laughs> yeah, to run no, but my it mouth. is. It is. It, that is. Uh, that is when like all of the things that happened in like his building of this place, and then in sort of like uh, the no pun intended execution of his time in this place <laughs> is. Um, this is where I'm like, no, that was pretty clever. Like, that was really smart. <laughs> You're so like, like, props to you. Like, uh, should have been a murderer yeah. from the start. He just yeah. knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah like, fuck yeah. med school. You should have right? just, like, gone into scamming construction people so that no one knows what the exact interior of your murder house looks like. Right. Literally. The murder castle was a three-story high building that also had a basement, so... Four, I guess, but four beautiful levels. Yes, four levels. Mm -hmm. The first floor contained retail shops and like a check in spot for the hotel, but there was also another pharmacy and a jewelry store and some other shops. The second, so first floor, normal. The most totally just some some shopping, you know? Mm -hmm. The second floor was where lodgers would stay and like rent rooms for a few nights, whatever. The third floor was for rentals or guests who would stay longer periods of time. So I think they had some tenants and stuff. Um, 
or like extended stay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the castle was said to have soundproof rooms, peepholes, secret passages, pipes and vents that would leak poisonous gas into each room, and a disorienting maze of hallways and staircases that led nowhere. Creepy! So terrifying. I think I've had a nightmare very similar to this, (laughs) where you're just, like, constantly circling hallways, and you're just like, how do I get out of here? And there's no exit. Like, I feel like I've had this exact nightmare. And really weirdly, Disney has, like, no interest in licensing this for the parks. The entire time, not you have arisen something in Carly. No, 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 no. The entire time that I'm reading this, not necessarily Disney parks. I'm like, why haven't they made either a Murder Castle or an H. H. Holmes like movie or TV show? Because like, I would eat that shit up. Because once again, we're talking about like the Sherlock Holmes, like the turn of the century, like aesthetic in TV yeah. shows and movies is so good. Like it's so good. All right, we need to write to HBO. Steampunk shit. We'll be the main characters, obviously. Yeah, yeah. We'll be one of the murder victims. I want to be dead by like gas oh, chamber. Okay. okay, I'm I'm seeing, um, th- and I just looked it up because I was like, I feel like I heard about this, and I don't know if you're familiar with the book, The Devil in the White City, but it's like the sort of it tells the story of H.H. Mm-hmm. H. Holmes. And I was like, I think I heard about a movie about it, um. And apparently, Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio, <gasps> quote, are currently collaborating on Scorsese's upcoming film. Oh, wait. Okay. Despite DiCaprio's interest in the story, The Devil in the White City has been stewing in development hell for years, beginning first as a feature film before being changed over to a miniseries. Um, so, yeah, I don't. So, oh so, so I never it. mind. I guess. Okay. <laughs> so, but miniseries. I would take a miniseries. Yeah. I just it. feel like it would be so good. You know, mm-hmm. like. It would uh, be so creepy. You, exactly. And you can make it as extreme as you want because, like, this person is, like, a. This person was, like, a walking, like, super villain. Like, mm-hmm. literally. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. your worst nightmare. Just, like, make it as horrible as you want. But, mm-hmm. like, give me that, like, Victorian interiors or whatever <laughs> You're just really there for, like, the fashion and the time period. Yes. Yeah. I am. Okay. Okay. When you gotta get, yeah. a, like, a pretty hot guy to play him. Oh, yeah. So, I guess they were gonna say Leo was gonna do it? Mm-hmm. But he's eh, kind of, like... I don't see that. I don't see that. I no, actually... they need to do that, um, that boy who's in all of the American horror stories. Oh, Evan Peters? No, Finn. He honestly looks like Andy from The Office. Doesn't he look like that's Wait, Ed, Helms? Ed Helms? What is it? But Ed, Ed Helms? Helms is a funny. He's a comedic actor. So yeah, Ed Helms though could change it around. Like like Jason Bateman kind of did like yeah, a funny, then yeah, yeah, then yeah. went really intense. Like I feel like he has he could have that range if he wanted to. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Jason Bateman was also like the straight man in arrested development so like he was still really funny but like andy ed helms like i don't know i don't know i don't know his acting career well enough to make a judgment (laughs) either way wait look up who's finn from american horror story uh finn whitrock give him a big stash give him a big stash that's that's a terrible view i don't know why that was helpful (laughs) yeah Yeah, I All see right. what you're, I see your vision. I love it. Okay, <laughs> HBO, on. if you're listening, this is what we want, and we just require some royalties and yeah. also to be in it. And thank you. Good I night. mean, Ryan Murphy could probably make a really pretty kick-ass American crime story about it. 
Yeah. Very 100%. true. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, there you go. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the rooms in the castle were also, in addition to all that creepy stuff, they were also to, said to have trap doors over chutes that would drop Holmes's victims into the basement. And um, I love um, last podcast on the left. And a while ago, they did a series on this. And I listen, I was listening to it today. And apparently they would oil the chutes. So somebody, you know that H.H. Holmes isn't oiling the shoots himself. So some lackey had to go and like, like grease up the shoots. I, I don't and, know. You know. I feel like, but okay. Cause I feel like with guys like H.H. Holmes, there's like, it's all, it, it's a lot about like control. So mm-hmm. I kind of don't think he would let someone do it. That's what I was thinking. Like, I don't know if, I think he would get some pleasure out of it. Maybe. But also I'm like. It's so nice of him to oil it because all I can think of when I think about shoes is my like skin going <laughs> all the yeah, way down. Then, you like... could, then it, you could stop and then climb back up, which is <laughs> just old. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> oh my god! So today, yeah, in the basement, it was a whole bunch of fucking disgusting shit, like acid vats pits of quicklime which are used on decaying corpses and a crematorium which Holmes would use to finish off his victims mm-hmm. all of this was described by what was probably an overly embellished or even false news report so like once again this is what the newspapers are saying I would right. love to believe it why not you know right I, th- I think it's a nice little man cave yeah. situation down there yeah <laughs> yeah totally I'll just leave it yeah yeah, yeah. And, you know, he had a nice flat screen TV and yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> nice uh, like bear rug in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently the um, crematorium, when they were like putting it in, he was like, oh, yeah, I use this for glass blowing. And the guys were like, oh, yeah, totally like an eight foot long by like three foot wide. Yeah. You look like a glass blower. Yeah. Kind of guy. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Make some, like I think stoner he, pendants and shit. I and, might be making pipes. this up, but I think he claimed it was like he it was like to one person. He was like, oh, yeah, it's glass blowing. And then I think maybe to like another construction crew that he used. It was like, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, like an incinerator for like all the garbage in the yeah. hotel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would I would have believed too because I feel like there was like a huge trash problem. <laughs> yeah, especially during that time because it was like during the Chicago World's Fair. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Famously, yeah. Yes. So after the construction of the castle was complete, Holmes placed an ad in newspapers offering jobs for young women and advertisements for the castle as a place to stay. He also placed ads showing himself as a wealthy man looking for a wife, even though he had been married twice and was still married to these women at the time. I'm not even getting into that part of the story, but he, I yeah, think... Yeah, bigamy is pretty low on his list of offenses. Exactly. Yeah, I think he, <laughs> by the time that he was, like, arrested and charged, he had three wives at the same, going on at the same time. Yep. As well as multiple mistresses, girlfriends. Well, he sure murdered yeah. any so trust they had in that relationship. That's for sure. <laughs> murdered any trust? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you <Got> go. <laughs> yeah. So all of H.H. Holmes's employees, hotel guests, uh, fiancés, and wives were required to have life insurance policies. I'm already feeling exhausted by the list of responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Fiancés and wives? Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, please. I can't. <laughs> he paid the premiums on these um, 
life insurance policies as long as they would list him as the beneficiary. Of course, many of these people who had life insurance policies would suddenly disappear. People in the neighborhood eventually noted that they saw many women enter the castle but would never see them exit. Um, which, like, I have never... I mean, I guess it's because I'm not old enough to and i don't have like children or a legacy i have never in my life even like thought about a life insurance policy as something i just don't think it's we're just there so yet. random who, you know who has an extra 200 bucks a month to throw at a no. life insurance policy not me that's what not i think me. i think life insurance policies are gonna die with millennials because it's like we can't afford that shit true we can barely afford like rent and like <laughs> like no mm-hmm. it's just yeah. not happening it's and our, and our goddamn fucking avocados that we need i know yeah. <laughs> but it's working now yeah <laughs> and don't we suck <laughs> hey i know you're gen z so i am i am so but i'm you... i'm 90 i'm 96 so i'm like oh. right oh you're the same age as my sister so she considers herself a millennial she's like i don't want to be she's like i don't want to be lumped in the gen z's no hey we love y'all but that's interesting my sisters mm-hmm. are technically gen z but they also identify as millennials they were born in 98 <laughs> oh so. really mm-hmm. huh i guess it's all a state of mind then right yeah it's just whatever it's yeah. it just about, depends on which website you consult for like generational divides yeah. Um, it's all fake anyways yeah. you know i also feel like it affects whether like if you grow up with older siblings or younger siblings like i feel like mm-hmm. that kind of can sway you different oh, ways yeah too, because, I'm, like, I'm i'm the oldest so i feel like like my little sister is turning 21 in a couple of weeks so she's like solidly gen yeah. z You're um, right. and i'm and we send each other tiktoks so you know there you go there Hell you go yeah. Gen Z behavior. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We send each other TikToks too. Look at us. Look at I us. mean, me and my mom also send TikToks to each other. Oh, so you know, aww. that's and cute. she's Love she's that. Gen X. So. Yeah, so is my mom. Yeah. yeah, my mom's a boomer. There you go. My dad's a boomer. Nice. Yeah. Um, Age gap. Ugh. Just so in 1893 chicago was set to host as we mentioned the world's fair which was a cultural and social event celebrating this one in particular was celebrating the 400th anniversary um of columbus's discovery of america yes (laughs) yes my yay was a sarcastic yay yes no okay got it and it's good to clarify that Thank you. We don't want the woke police coming in. No. Just kidding. Absolutely <laughs> I, not. I love the woke police, actually. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a proud member. Um, You're actually the, the captain on the force. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except also ACAB. I'm just, I just exactly. want to cover all my bases. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. Um, the event was scheduled from May to October and attracted millions of people from all over the world to chicago especially young women so apparently during this time this time period was an age where women first started to experience some like societal freedoms and would often travel alone to new cities in search of work or other exciting opportunities hence this was like the first time that women began to enter the workforce like like, humans why i hear you but like you don't need to, I would like to not ever enter the workforce <laughs> personally. <laughs> I'm good with staying how it was. Carly, <laughs> we I just know. got these rights, damn it. <laughs> no, and it's like, and it's like, that's so true. Like, 
like I would love not to work but I also like that I could I can I mean well number one I'm a lesbian so I like that I me and my girlfriend can both work and make money and not need a man but I also like that if I was in this time period I could have been like you know what I make a nickel a week so I'm not gonna let you beat me up anymore there you go very true very true so hey other perspective we appreciate it i mean hey yeah we support all lifestyles like if you want to stay at home and not work (laughs) totally you do it i'm still gonna work for a little bit anna's gonna work for a little bit but you can you can chill ideally (laughs) no one has to work i'm right i capitalism sucks amen i am i am glad that i don't have to be my father's property anymore there you go. I agree. Hey, I agree. Cheers to that. Cheers to that, man. So, you know, the little wins. Exactly. <laughs> so Holmes took the World's Fair as an opportunity. He was like, oh, yes, this is going to be good. That's that's like the scene in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah. He has like a smirk or something. He's, um, <laughs> he's stroking. He's twisting his mustache. <laughs> he, yeah. He has like a huge walrus stash. So he's like mm-hmm. combing it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knew that many people would need a place to stay, and many of them were women who he could easily seduce. All (laughs) easily. Easily. (laughs) After these people were lured into the hotel, many of these visitors would never be seen again. So he would trap his victims in their rooms. Some were said to have locks actually on the outside of the doors and poison gas the victims. Um, he would then send the bodies down the secret chute because, you know, you can't be like toting these, right. you know, corpses through the halls where yes. other guests or whoever could it's see It's really them. incredible foresight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Don't want a bad guest experience. That's <laughs> no. Sure. Yeah. Yes, you, you need, you want repeat customers and you need that five star rating. Exactly. On Yelp. Yeah. The Yelp the review is key. Yeah. So he would then dissect the bodies, strip them of their flesh and then, sell them as human skeleton model models to medical schools other times he would just cremate the bodies or place them in the pits of acid there's i don't a, think i knew that the skele- he would sell the skeletons i think that he did I a lot of things weird to a lot of the bodies yeah he's like i would rather have to like kill somebody strip their flesh off of their skeleton and sell the skeleton to the i would rather just grave rob like i yeah. don't understand yeah. what the well, the logic is there. I also like. I don't know if you're gonna go all, to all the trouble to sell it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's just like a very. I think. I don't know. It's interesting because I think he was like a con man at heart. Yes. Like I 100%. think. I think if it obviously I think the murder is worse than the conning of people, but I think that like in his heart of hearts, he just like wanted money. Which is mm-hmm, weird. Yeah. Which is a weird motivation for a serial right. killer. Right. Right. You wouldn't think that seems like an well, unnecessary evil to, I, to get to the means. I think that also, though, he loved killing. Like, maybe there was, like, a sec... Like, it was oh, mostly yeah, no. women. I think it was you know a mix of I mean? passion and money for yeah. him. You know, it was a really yeah. good career choice. But right. it is just weird. Like, I've never heard of that before. Of, like, you know, you think of, like, these other really prolific serial killers, and I, I, you never hear of them, like, selling 
stuff from the people right. they killed. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just right. interesting. It's a little ballsy. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know that another method that he used for murdering people was like this fucked up giant safe that he would just put his victims in and just like leave them there until they died, which is just like disgusting. Sad. And there was no, even like a little sucks. window that he could slide open and, and peek in. So I think that would be my least favorite way. A hundred percent. If 100%. I had to pick. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather just get like gassed and knocked out and mm-hmm. then it's a great lights out. And great choice. Yeah. One of Holmes's early victims was his mistress, Julia Smythe or Smith. I think it's Smythe. Smythe. So she was the wife of a man who actually worked at the jewelry store on the first floor and they both lived like they were like renters in the castle. Um, After her husband found out about the affair, he was like, fuck y'all, I'm leaving. And he quit his job, moved away, leaving Smythe and her daughter Pearl behind. Pearl. Pearl. Julia and Pearl disappeared on Christmas Eve of 1891. Holmes claimed that she died during an abortion. And at this time, the death rate from carrying out an abortion was extremely high. So this wasn't such a like crazy thing to to Mm. say. Um, Holmes later confessed that he poisoned Pearl probably to hide the circumstances of her mother's death. A partial skeleton, possibly from a child around Pearl's age, was found in Holmes's cellar. Mm. Um, yeah, sad. Another murder was of... <laughs> yeah, sad. Anyways. <laughs> another one was of Emmeline Sagrande. Sure. Who started working in the castle in May of 1892 and disappeared later that December. Um, rumors claimed that she became pregnant by Holmes and was possibly another victim of the abortion thing. Same story, different murder. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Soon after this, Holmes met and became friends with Benjamin Pitzel, a carpenter who had a checkered past. Pitzel became Holmes's right-hand man and assisted him with many of his schemes. So I want to bring back the oiling of the shoots. Mm-hmm. I think fucking Ben... Ben Pitzel mm. might have helped he with the oiling. Bitch. Yeah. Right. He was apparently like a drunk too. He was like kind of a messy drunk sometimes and had some issues and such, but he was like, sure, man, I'll do whatever you need. Like, it's cool. I just want to make five cents. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah, real. Yeah. That tracks. I don't yeah. know. Be yeah. interested to hear his story. Too bad he's dead. For re- yeah. Well, maybe not. We'll Wait, get to what? that later. <laughs> so well, he's actually 135 years. He's, he's oh, the true. man. He's the world's oldest man. He's still alive. <laughs> and we have him here today. Yeah. Come on down. No. Okay. So in 1893, a struggling actress named Minnie Williams moved to Chicago. Holmes offered her a job at the hotel as his personal stenographer, and she accepted. Nobody is a stenographer anymore. That's a dying career. Am I right? Yeah. Well, definitely not for personal use. True. Because I only see stenographers in, um, like, courtrooms. Yeah, exactly. And they still use them, right? Yeah. I know. I think, all, yeah. yeah. Far from dying. Cool. Thriving. All right. Thank, thank you. They're, thriving. <laughs> yeah. Thriving. Let's so, bring the stenographer back. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> standing up for the stenographers. <laughs> so Holmes eventually convinced Williams to transfer the deed 
to her home in Fort Worth, Texas, to a man named Alexander Bond, which is actually one of his aliases. Copy. So, yeah, he was just like, hey, uh, that house you got in Texas, you're not using it. Alex would love that. Yeah, he would totally love it. You should give it to him. How does he must have been so smooth? Because I don't think think people are that dumb. Like, this, uh, he must have something. Yeah, I mean, they talk on last podcast how, like, he wasn't hideous. Like, most of the Mm -hmm. men in those days were just, like, disgusting. And he was just, like, somewhat decent to look at. Mm -hmm. So it's like, (laughs) that's right. I forget that everybody was, like, way uglier back then. Yeah. And And dirty (laughs) and the smells and, yeah. They're like, hey, this guy doesn't smell like absolute shit he just smells like dead fucking corpses yeah and lime lime whatever that was yeah Yeah. lime shit so later that year minnie's sister annie came to chicago to visit she wrote to her aunt that she planned to accompany brother harry to europe but neither minnie or annie were seen alive after july 5th 1893 Mm. so none of the remains of these victims were ever found or identified. So hmm, who knows? Sucks. I feel like there's so much lost potential there. Cause it's like uh, all these like new age women, like coming and fucking taking it. And then they're just like, off. yeah, well they're, d- yeah, they're, go- he fucking murked mm. them. I know. <laughs> Took them out. It's not cool. It's not <laughs> so, fair. It's not it's fair. Not fair. <laughs> so after the world's fair was over, Chicago's economy was kind of in a slump and the number of hotel guests or people that needed to use the hotel like slowly declined he decided to abandon the castle he's like you guys got this i'm out and he started working with pitzel um and focused on insurance scams instead so here's like his con man era really took flight um but of course born to do yeah but Mm -hmm. of course he committed random murders along the way so one of the scams that he would do is he would steal horses from texas using that property that he gained from the actress minnie that he fucking she fucking gave to him ship them to st louis and then sell them so he like was selling stolen horses like across state lines that's like such a complicated con right like horses aren't easy horses are huge and yeah alive yeah Yeah, and i don't really get how you ship a horse but (laughs) put it in a box yeah like what do you do yeah amazon right but he actually was caught from this scheme and um charged and arrested and was thrown in jail for a bit in july of 1894 he did get out on bail but before he got out he met this outlaw criminal another amazing name marion hedgepeth who was serving a 20 yeah, 25 year. I can see his face. He's played by like Willem Dafoe or something. <laughs> like just like chiseled, like mm-hmm. like old face but like hardened and mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I see it. Yeah. So, he was serving a 25 year sentence in jail. He wanted to Holmes wanted to run an insurance scam to earn $10,000 by faking his own death in exchange for the name of a lawyer that he trusted. He told Hedgepath He's like, yo, I'll give you 500 bucks, which in that day was probably like a million dollars. If you tell me a lawyer that is like cool with some scheming and could be quiet and not, uh, you know, squeal or whatever. 
The lawyer was this guy named Jephtha Howe, and he was a young St. Louis attorney who was known to keep quiet on shady dealings. So Holmes attempted the scheme, but the insurance company was suspicious and refused to pay. So instead Finally. of pressing on... Yeah, right? <laughs> the so first people to ever put a like freaking block in front of him. <laughs> so instead of pressing on with the claim, he turned to his associate and concocted a similar plan with Pitzel. So he's like, I can't fake my own death. Obviously it didn't work. But Ben Pitzel, on the other hand, mm. let's give it a try. So the scheme was very similar. Pitzel apparently agreed to fake his own death so that his wife, Carrie, could collect the $10,000 life insurance policy, which would be split with Holmes, the lawyer, Howe, and uh, Pitzel and his wife. So the scheme would take place back in Philly. He was supposed to set up, whoop, whoop. set himself up as an inventor under the fake name of B.F. Perry. I just think H.H. Holmes likes like initials and... Mm-hmm. stuff like honestly mm-hmm. he's yeah. so annoying to me <laughs> yeah like it's just <laughs> stop it with the names mm-hmm. just stop he's creative we'll give him that you he can literally creative. at that time you could go like 10 miles over and nobody would fucking know mm-hmm. who you are mm-hmm. like you could just keep the name yeah pitzel was supposed to set himself up as bf perry and then the plan was he would be killed and disfigured in a freak lab explosion he's an inventor after all and these freak explosions would happen all the time it's just yeah it's famous just part it's of... one of the dangers of the job exactly that's why people don't go into chemistry exactly anymore, you know? yeah that's why there's no women in stem exactly, exactly. <laughs> the plan went perfectly however and mrs pitzel collected the insurance money however it is speculated if the man was really benjamin pitzel did holmes actually swap a corpse for benjamin or was it actually him did he kill him so I believe from some of my research that it could be one of three stories, but we will put a pin in that and we will come back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just put that, if just we keep must. that in your, your noggin. There. Mm-hmm. So remember uh, Willem Dafoe, Marion Hedgepeth, mm-hmm. the, the yep, criminal? Chiseled guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, he's probably like a fat fuck. Like, <laughs> no, he's, he was a fucking badass probably. He was, he was, uh, or is he a good scorned. guy? Is he a good guy? Bad guy. Well, I'll tell you right now. Medium guy. He was <laughs> he's a medium guy. He was super yeah. pissed because Agent Holmes was like five hundred bucks, aka million dollars, coming your way. He didn't receive a cent of that. He didn't receive any money. So he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. And Marion Hedgepeth was like, Police, I gotta tell you about this guy who fucked me over. Let me tell you about a scam. I know the entire plan. Boom. So the police set out to find H.H. Holmes and arrested him in Boston. So at the time of the arrest, it actually appeared that Holmes was, like, preparing to flee the country. And the detectives were like, that's suspicious. Why don't I arrest you even harder than I was in the first place? (laughs) (laughs) So this led Chicago police to investigate his murder castle, where they discovered his dungeon of doom. Mm -hmm. So doesn't look good for for Herman Mudgett. I'd Um, argue it looks bad. It looks pretty bad, yeah. A.K.A. B.F. Perry, (laughs) A.K.A. Whatever other other names. Other eight other names. The other one, yeah. So many of the bodies that they found were so badly dismembered and decomposed that it was hard for them to figure out how many bodies were actually there. That's so gross. So gross. Were they just, like, piled? 
all over. He probably wasn't there careful. There was probably just, like, like, remains everywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, like, one in the cabinet, well, one in the... And, and you have to think that, like, there were so many bodies because, like, even if you couldn't tell, like, specifically you, how many people, you could probably, like, you know, you could, like, guess, like, I'd say maybe five dead bodies down here mm-hmm. or something like that. So right, yeah. it's comfortably into the double, triple di- digits if it's yeah, so many definitely. that like they can't. Because you're like, because you're yeah. like everybody's got one skull, mm-hmm. everybody's got one two, spine. yeah, one spine, two, two, two sets of exactly. So you can be like pair pair things up, be like mm-hmm. okay, and then you just oh, it's make like a nice little like organizational yeah. like home mm-hmm. edit situation. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly just categorize. Like, it's the H H home home edit home edit. <laughs> home edit there you love it (laughs) um so as the investigation continued it spread across the u.s and canada and so they actually in toronto um he had a hh homes had a home there police discovered the bodies of benjamin pitzel's children who had gone missing sometime during all of his insurance fraud schemes Mm. so this officially linked Holmes to their murders and he was arrested and convicted during his arrest, he also confessed to 28 other murders. However, through investigations and missing persons reports and, like, other searchings, it is believed that he is responsible for up to 200 murders. Jesus so, Christ. That's insane. Yikes. Yeah. Disgusting. So let's get back to Ben Pitzel. Remember, we told mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. keep that in your brain? Kids died, so sure. Here, yeah, yeah. So here's how <laughs> some think it could have turned out. Option one. So the dead man that they found in the exploded lab, whose features were distorted by an apparent explosion, was not Pitzel, but a staged corpse. That's like what they said would happen, right? Mm-hmm. Pitzel was in on the plan completely, and it worked perfectly. His wife collected the life insurance, and Benjamin had to flee the country because, after all, he'd been declared dead. So he had to peace out, but people got money. It worked perfectly. No one really got hurt. Whatever. So, Holmes had Mrs. Pitzel with both her eldest and youngest, the three middle children, and his wife at the time. They were always moving from city, like, they were always on the move, moving from city to city in separate groups. So, his wife at the time was Georgina Yoke, who thought she was Mrs. Georgina Howard, um, which is, Howard, I guess, is one of his pseudonyms. Mm -hmm. She had no idea about, like, the Pitzel. She didn't know about them. And Carrie Pitzel didn't really know where her kids were at any time. And she also wasn't in on the scheme, so she thought that Benjamin was dead. Oh so it was just God. this, like, very confusing... Yeah, that shines, a, that shines a different light on it. Exactly. So... Interesting. If the body in Philly was a plant, then Holmes's first explanation could hold true that Benjamin and his children had accidentally... Like, this is what... Let me... I don't think I mentioned this. When he was arrested, he was, like... St- telling all of these stories and these are basically what i'm saying as well as like other speculations Mm -hmm. but obviously he kept fucking changing his story yeah Mm -hmm. and so on so he said that benjamin and his children accidentally crossed paths during this strange journey and therefore the children were with their father that's why we can't find them because they're with the dad like Mm -hmm. he ran off to europe or whatever the fuck right Mm -hmm. so the kids obviously couldn't be trusted to keep such a big secret, so they left the country. Everything's fine. The Pitzels are totally alive. Nothing bad happened to them. Mm-hmm. Right? So this doesn't explain, though, why the disintegrated body happened to have Pitzel's wart. 
I guess he had a wart on him, mm-hmm. or why Holmes or Carrie Patel couldn't get in touch with either Benjamin or the three children. Right. Option one. Done. Period. Option two. <laughs> Back in Philly, where Pitzel is living with Perry, away from his wife and children, and he's become super depressed. He's, like, super bummed out. He misses the way life used to be. He doesn't want to be Perry. He wants to be Ben Pitzel, you know? I just want to be Ben. Again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just wants life to be normal. So... Well, you shouldn't have gotten in cahoots with the fucking con artist. You really shouldn't have. So, this option... Uh, states that Holmes knew about the life insurance policy and how it had been paid up to the last minute. It is said that, like, right before he died, there was a payment made on the insurance policy. So it's, like, totally legit because who would do that if they were planning to die? Whatever. Still, Holmes arrived in Philly and made a horrific discovery that Pitzel had actually taken his own life because he was suicidal and like really depressed about the situation so holmes was like making this all about me he's like fuck i won't get paid if this is a suicide so therefore he staged his friend's accidental death Mm -hmm. um that's what he's claiming in option two (laughs) so this method allows holmes to admit to insurance fraud but keeps him from being a murderer so right. he's like, yeah, I'm not a murderer. I just, you know, did insurance fraud, whatever. Except the three middle Pitzel children are still missing and their father isn't alive to care for them. So where are they? Mm-hmm. This is like one of the, I'm, I feel like I'm like doing the red strings. Mm-hmm. To the, like, you're like, you're like Charlie Day, like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. literally, literally. So just stick with me for a minute. So <laughs> Minnie Williams, that actress from Texas, Holmes was like, oh, yeah. The kids, they're with her. You know, obviously. I left them in her care, and I, Holmes was like, I handed them off to her and her new fiance, someone called Edward Hatch. And he actually looks super a lot like me. Mm. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Like, that's what he was claiming. Anna and I both <laughs> have the same look in our face, just like, you're like, hmm, this doesn't seem right. Yeah. So when Holmes read in the headlines that the children's bodies were found he was like oh minnie williams and hatch like totally killed the kids it's their fault like they mistreated them so on and so forth so even before the detectives found the bodies of the children like this story like didn't hold up because he argued that minnie williams was hiding because she had murdered her own sister this is so typical He's H.H. Like Holmes. pushing mm-hmm. shit on other people. Yeah. It's so annoying to me. It's well, so he manipulative. Said, He's like, everybody murdered in this story but me. Mm-hmm. I. Wait. Just wait for oh. this next sentence. Okay. He said that Minnie Williams murdered her own sister in a jealous rage over holmes himself because he's like no of course she loved me so so. option number two is not possible yeah Yeah. that one's not possible i have a you know why not it's fun you throw it Uh, it's fine it's fine (laughs) so he holmes was like let me place a coded message in the newspaper and have her resurface with all children happy and healthy and the detectives were like okay buddy fuck you so Mm -hmm. he couldn't produce any proof that many williams of the children or were alive or even that that hatch dude existed so option two probably didn't happen Mm -hmm. so yeah sounds like a wonderfully woven story exactly thank you so option three final option probably the one that did happen is that holmes always intended to kill benjamin pitzel from the first day they met 
Yeah. That makes sense. That I agree. Hurts. That hurts. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's like, he's like, like you. Yeah. yeah. You, buddy. You are the one. And this dude's just like, I'm just here to help. No, he's a drunken. Cent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, oh. And then she's like, nobody will care about this guy. Come on, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. He, Holmes had just been biding his time and waiting for the right opportunity. Apparently, Pitzel's depression, like, he did have depression. Mm-hmm. But because Holmes is a fucking maniac, he manipulated Pitzel for his own gain, first isolating him from his family, and then writing letters supposedly from Carrie to feed into his depression and increase his reliance on alcohol. So he, like, manipulated him and fucked with him That's to make him... so dark. I know. That's almost darker than the, like... It's you're emotional just like, manip- Yeah. Right, you're just, like, ruining somebody's life mm-hmm. entirely and then killing them. Right. <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. <laughs> so Holmes claimed that because he was a doctor, he was able to kill Pitzel quickly. And because Pitzel had been drunk at the time, he felt nothing, which is kind of a weird flex with the yeah. medical degree. <laughs> like, don't worry. He was drunk, so he didn't He's feel fine. anything. I was able to kill him quick. It's fucking mm. weird. Yeah, don't worry about it, guys. Yeah. It's, He's it's got It's not this. as big of a deal as you're making it. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, Patel was found much more quickly than Holmes had anticipated, but he'd already gathered his things and left Philadelphia. He had to be there for Carrie Patel long enough to get like to swindle the money out of her. And then he forgot to pay off Hedgepath, who read the story in the paper, you know, considered it for a moment, informed the authorities and mm-hmm. then so on and so forth. Those are all the stories that he kind of weaved throughout. And so we don't really know what's real. It could be option three. It could be a combination of all the options. Who really knows? Um, I think it just killed him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably. Yeah. And his, and his kids, which is sad. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. In 1895, Holmes was put on trial for the murder of Benjamin Pitzel and was found guilty and sentenced to death. He was hanged in the Philadelphia County Prison for the murder of Pitzel. Until the moment of his death, he was calm and showed very few signs of fear or anxiety. Despite this, he asked for his coffin to be contained in cement and buried 10 feet deep. Yeah, because he didn't want anyone fucking with it. Yeah, he was afraid that grade robbers would steal his body and use it for dissection. Uh, Am I this only sick fuck that thinks, like, you don't get that because of, like, you were, like, you fucking did that to people, mm -hmm. so you don't fucking get to make that? You'll... Yeah, you'll be happy in one minute after I say this next sentence. <laughs> so his neck did not break initially upon hanging. Instead, he was strangled to death, slowly twitching for oh. over 15 minutes before being pronounced no. dead. No. So he no. fucking deserved that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm happy from that. Well, I think that that's actually, just very I think disturbing. that actually happened a lot while we're on the letter H hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a very precise science to like get someone's neck to break in the way that kills mm-hmm. them instantly. Like you have to be yeah. at a certain height depending on like the person's body mass and like the tension of the rope. Like it's a very like physics vibes. Um, so I think that actually <laughs> happened a lot where it was like people did not die immediately and they were just kind of like, yeah. like you said, strangled to death. Yeah. On our on our previous episode on G, we actually talked about the guillotine and how that was like considered a humane way mm-hmm. of killing people and how it was like looked at as equality and death because, you know, it was kind of the same for everybody. Whereas mm-hmm. like hangings, for example, you right, suffer. there's an exact mm-hmm. science and yeah. you know they weren't that 
Yeah. I, and they didn't even about know anything. that there was yeah. right. science right. to be right. done. What is science? I feel yeah. like... <laughs> I feel like 15 minutes of struggle, though, like, he put so many people through, like, so much more, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, I'm, I'm like, not saying I'm, like, glad it happened. I'm just saying, okay, I can yeah, live with that. Like, yeah. yeah, I can live with that fact. So he is buried at Holy Cross Cemetery in an unmarked grave in Yeadon, Pennsylvania, which I don't know where that is. Do you know where that is? No, but we should yeah. go. It's unmarked, so. Let's yeet on over there. Like, <laughs> Yeadon, Pennsylvania. You can be like, is this his grave? Is this is great. They did exhume it. Um, he has relatives in Delaware, I guess, and they did exhume him to like confirm that it was his body. And they did the um, cement thing, so it was real. They fucking, did. It was a bitch to exhume him, and apparently his mustache was still there, his clothes <gasps> were still intact, Ew. and it was in fact him. So I don't need to know about the mustache. <laughs> the hair thing really freaks. I just don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah so uh i don't want to think about our mortality right now (laughs) yeah so back to the murder castle um (laughs) it was actually like torched um and much of the interior was destroyed by a fire in august of 1895 did he sell it to somebody or did he just like abandon it because to me if i was like a person like on Zillow, and I was like, "Hmm, I don't think he would. I don't think he would sell it because yeah. then it would be like he would basically be like putting his fate of being discovered into someone's hands. Yeah. And also, then there would be like a paper trail following him. Exactly. I feel like he kept you it. You are smart, Anna. He was just You're like very smart. I feel like he kept it, but he just like wasn't focused on like killing. That the wasn't people. his main hobby yeah. anymore. He mm-hmm. was exactly on top it was of it was okay. a side hustle at that point. I yeah. got it. I gotcha. Yeah. So before this fire, two men were seen entering the back of the building at night, and about a half hour later, they were seen exiting the building and running away. After several explosions, the castle went up in flames. The building remains standing until 1938 when it was torn down. The site is now the Inglewood branch of the U.S. Post Office, hmm. which is Carly's which I love favorite the government office, service, which is so creepy that the murder castle is now a post office. And uh, that's H.H. H. Holmes brought Woo! to you by the letter H. Wow. That, you did a really good job, Carly. Thank you. And um, the book you're saying is, what was it called again? The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson. Okay. I've Um, heard of it. I will have to read it. I read it in high school, and it's very gruesome. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it it is very interesting, though. And it talks a lot about, like, the implications of, like, why the World Fair was just kind of, like, the perfect storm for this kind of thing to happen. Right. Right. Yeah. He yeah. definitely had a right place, right time situation mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I don't know if I said this, but he is pretty much like the first ever American serial killer is mm-hmm. him. That we, that we, yeah, that we yeah. know about. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. We got this. But yeah, that's, that's it. Creepy. Mm. We had two creepies in a row. So hopefully yeah. we'll get hopefully- away from because what's your next episode is the letter i correct oh yeah if kelsey's doing that one and i know what it is it's the complete complete opposite a nice little palate cleanser from h.h holmes and guillotine so ihop oh 
not too far off, honestly. We, we won't, we won't spoil it. We won't spoil oh, it. Icing. Stop guessing. <laughs> She's going to guess it right. Okay, I'll yeah, stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. We yeah. don't know that many words. So, yeah, no, we literally have like a list. <laughs> if you have any topics that you think of, like, let us know because uh, we need. I will. We need the help, but dude, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Yes. Yeah. You, oh, and we're like we're like pretty close. Like if we're ever yeah. in New York or you're ever in PA, like yeah. let us no, know. We'll, we'll totally. make it happen. Um, yeah, and I'd love to have you guys on my podcast to talk about embarrassing stuff, dude. So we'll, so, we'll figure yeah. that out. We'll, we'll we have wait. a treasure trove full of embarrassing. So many. So Perfect. so many. I will have to actually figure out which embarrassing stories I need to tell because I just think there's way too many. That I know I can't sometimes even... you're 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 overwhelmed with choice, but hey. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, do you have anything else to say? Oh yeah. Where should all the people find you and your podcast? So I am at Ono the Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and at Ono with Anna Campion on TikTok. Uh, that's the, for the podcast, uh, all the clips and stuff. And then I personally am at I am the Campion on Instagram and Twitter, and I am the Campion three on TikTok. If you're Sweet. interested in following me. Sweet. That is an amazing mm-hmm. name to yeah, have. Yeah, that is. Thank you. That's great. It was very <laughs> like, exciting when it was available. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so you can follow us on all of the platforms at by the letter pod and email us if you got any suggestions suggestions Mm -hmm. or if you comments concerns questions yeah Mm -hmm. anything yeah the the lot but but thanks thank you guys for listening Anna, thanks so much. You were so fun to have on thank you guys it was my pleasure we're so excited to be your first podcast guest starring role you. so yes start Hell your yeah. imdb page all, all the fun, let's go work. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly. no research finally <laughs> all right all right thanks guys bye, bye. guys bye.